0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: Yeah.
0: Over 20 years ago, songwriter Michael Anthony Curtis shared his story on Life Today and the phone lines jammed from so many people calling for prayer. After the show aired, Michael made some surprising discoveries about his family.
2: And they had told me was, that there was another one out there like me.
0: THE AMAZING UPDATE AND A NEW SONG, NEXT ON LIFE TODAY.
3: WOW. Hey, thank all of you. I'm I'm excited. I'm anxious to talk to you. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have have Michael Anthony Curtis. The last time Michael and I were together, we went to pray with Randy Travis, who had just really had a stroke. It was a really tough, challenging thing. And Michael just loves God so much, he's written country songs for all the famous singers. And when he was here and sang a song that kind of related to both of us not having a father and, you know, born without, let's say, wedlock or were things were together, he began to talk about being set free, and it was just unbelievable. And since then, this is the guy that didn't know who his father was, Michael Anthony. He met a Morgan Parks that's sitting here by him, and they're brothers. I want all of you with your cameras, I want you to kind of (laughs) zoom in on the two of them. They didn't know each other. How long have y'all known each other now since y'all got to know each other? Right at at two years. years. About two years. Mm -hmm. And uh, had the same father. They didn't know it. Right. Because you hadn't even found yours when you was here. You didn't know. And same here. But now they're together. And they're singers. They're going to sing a powerful song. But I want you to listen to their story. Would you welcome our guests, Morgan Parks and Michael Anthony Curtis. Would you please? Same father, <laughs> different names, different journey. Take off, Michael, and tell us about your journey.
2: Well, after I, I was on your show, I got to know who my dad was, and I was seeking out information. I met his children, and they had told me of a, that there was another one out there like me. They didn't know if it was a boy or girl, but they knew that there was another one out there like me. And I got to know who my dad was, and he was a Korean War veteran. And I learned about forgiveness, grace, and mercy at a much deeper, deeper level. Now was
3: he aware that he had left a child? Maybe you were the child, Did he realize this pregnancy had taken place and now he's out of your life, did you know he know that? He did.
2: Okay. And, uh, but, did you have to deal with that in yeah, your heart? We, but, but ironically, God poured down the grace and mercy and love for me. For us to just to have a wonderful relationship before he passed, he passed away years later and even before Morgan got to, him, uh, to know him. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, James, It just it, it, I really learned what grace and mercy and forgiveness, and, and a heavenly father,
3: how much he can love and forgive. I can see it on you. It's <clears> on <throat> your countenance. I know you, I know what's in your heart. Now, how does this guy suddenly come into the picture over here? Because he just looks like your brother for sure. And I I just love his count. Both of you, to me, you got a holy glow, a glory of God on both of you. You got grace. You look like you're related. You're sure spiritually related. I can just see it everywhere. But tell me how this all came about.
4: Well, I'm a minister outside of Memphis, Tennessee, in a town called Carrierville. And I was doing funerals at a large funeral home in Memphis. And uh, the guy, one of the guys that worked there who I clicked with immediately said, uh, you do the most earthy funeral services. Would you be the guy we call it? What we, do you mean by earthy? It's just, just put, personal earthy. Just,
3: just down to earth. Yeah, you, people yeah, get it, yeah. it, Laid it, back. it helps them, it messes yes. <laughs>
4: okay.
3: It so, isn't a bunch of religious stuff. It's yeah. real ministry. Right. In case you don't understand all this spiritual talk, okay talking about people to understand. It's not religious <laughs> gobbledygook. Oh, go on, all that. okay. There you go.
4: Go for it. So he asked me if I would be the guy that they could call if a family needed a minister at a service but didn't have one. And so I kind of thought about it, and I said, well, sure, I'll do that. I mean, how often can that happen? Everybody has a minister. Well, 378 <laughs> times in three and a half years. <laughs> and um, the, guy that, bless you. The, guy, <laughs> the guy that asked me to do it was... Uh, friends with one of the people that went to my church and they were at a Christmas party. My name came up and this person said, you need to hear Morgan's adoption story. It's really miraculous. So he, next, next couple weeks, we had a 94 year old woman. We were doing her funeral. He came in this break room and I was sitting there and he said, I've I've been told I need to hear your adoption story. It's pretty miraculous. I said, it is pretty miraculous actually. So he said, who was your birth mother? And we went through all these things. And eventually he said, well, who was your birth father? And I said, well, I said, he did this in this town. And he goes, I had people in my family that did that. And uh, when I told him- So you didn't know who your birth father was. You're being very honest about that. No, right? never did. Have I knew had I had a picture of him that my okay. birth mother had when right. I met her knew when I was name. 18, knew his name. Yeah. And so when I said where this town was, where all this happened, he turned as white as that cloth in front of you. And I said, what's going on? He said that's where I'm from. I was born there. My family's still there. And I said, you're lying to me. He said, I'm not (laughs) lying to you. So eventually I gave out his birth and my birth father's name. And he turned his white as that sheet again. (laughs) And I said, what is it now? And he goes, that's my uncle. Hmm. And so when we started comparing details and everything, sure enough, it was. And he looked at me and he said, you're my cousin. Wow. And, um, then we had to go do this poor lady's funeral. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> ministers crying, the funeral director's crying. And then within uh, three or four days, friend requests started on Facebook, and then we got to switch numbers. And then we met each other, and yeah. immediately it was like this is something.
2: It right. was a click. I mean, yeah. was, as soon as I saw him, you know, I find when when she's she, better looking than you, though. That's <laughs> what he
1: says. That's what he
3: says. I, mean, I tell everybody you know, that. That's what he says. You know. I always say age before beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going to be an interruption. No, no, no. She, no she, I, you know it, the truth hurts, but I, yes. Like.
2: <laughs> so I don't know. It just it it was that when for years every time I'd meet a, a somebody, well, what is that? My brother is that my sister? You're just hunting for that.
1: Mm-hmm. There peace he is. Peace yeah.
2: and peace. And when, and when uh, they called and said, We found the other you,
3: mm. it was like. And is he able to sing too? And, and oh, order. yeah. Oh, yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. And now you write songs and so forth. So Had, had you heard of him in any of his songs, or you didn't know mm-hmm. anything about it? Actually, anybody?
4: it's deeper than that. Uh, musical people that I am either obsessed with or really, really like were people that he knew very well. In fact, the recording studio that he does stuff at is where many of the songs that I'm very attached to were recorded. <laughs> Cause I asked him about one of them. He said, you want to sit in the room where they recorded that song? He said, let's go next door.
3: So, <laughs> That's great.
4: And chill. And did
3: you recognize some of the songs he had oh, written? Sure, you of course. made them quite famous and no yeah. question about that. So, okay, now what are y'all doing together? Anything you want to ask these two guys well, that I was you're just, just sitting here curious,
2: do, you've known each other what, two, two, two years? years. Yeah. That's not very long, mm-hmm. but ha- after meeting one another and being spending time together, have you noticed things that you that you'll do and you say well, that's just like that's the way I think, or that's just like that reminds me of myself, you know? Uh, you we used... were at the hotel. Like, <laughs> I mean, just it's like Denise said, y'all walk alike. Yeah, you know, I'm like okay, six, six children, seven children.
3: Oh,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> All right, tell me what's happening in this whole journey here because you're going to do a song, and I'm going to want to hear about what led to the song because it. it I, I barely made it through it crying mm-hmm. because it took me back to a spot I referenced before we see, you sing it. And I almost said, we sing it. That'd be the worst thing that ever happened in a <laughs> song you ever did. That would end your career right there for <laughs> me to sing. But what, what's what been going on between the two of you now since you
2: came together? Well, just getting to know each other and wanting, we're about to get our children together so our children can get to, oh, get to know great. each other and uh, sing. We're going to do some ministry work together and we just felt like When when we got asked to do this, James, that this was just God business, Kingdom business, and you know, getting to the song stained glass, which Morgan fell in love with, um, you know, since I saw you, you know, look, there's a lot of broken people out there in the church, and I and I became one of them. I went through a divorce, and uh, man, I just uh, I got mad at God for a while. I said, like, how can I serve you? And you allowed you, you this to happen to me. And then I, I ended up, after the divorce, moving to Texas and was working with Randy Travis and he had that stroke. And that was July of 2013 and I'd, I'd moved back home. And when I moved back home, I was at Ricky Skaggs and he said, son, take off that heavy coat.
3: Mm. God is forgiving you. Wow. God bless you, Ricky. Love you, buddy.
2: <laughs> and uh. I was standing in front of a 20-foot stained glass window one day in worship, and and God just poured it out. And uh, I I really, for the first time, got to understand (laughs) 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 what it felt like for a prodigal to come home.
3: (laughs) And we're all broken up glass, stained glass. And he can make a masterpiece. You had a great thing happen. Yeah. You met your father. Yeah. Tell us about it.
2: It was another thing that after I I met him and got to know him and found out he was a Korean War veteran, and uh, uh, man, I just fell in love with him.
3: You felt like you were
2: forgiven? uh, Oh, I just felt like that all that didn't matter. You know, we we look at our sins sometimes, James, and we go, you know. But the bottom line, if the people could look at you and me and Morgan and go, well, y'all were born out of wedlock. But if we hadn't been born, look what all wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. And so for my dad, I, I, I found out so many great things. I found out where my music came from and where the poetry mm-hmm. came from. Wow. And uh, I just, One of the greatest things, I got to love him before he died. Amen.
3: Thank God for that. This stained glass. Yeah. You know, I want you to tell how it was inspired, and I want you all to sing it. But when I was a a boy with my mother, my dad was never there. And saying we were living in poverty, this this is true. In all the years I was in school in Austin, which was 10 years, starting when I was, actually started when I was five because I had an aunt who got me in a school that she could get me in as a favor to my impoverished mother in our difficult situation. But all the years that I was in school uh, there in Austin, those 10 years never took one person home to see where I lived. 17 different places in 10 years, dumps. I didn't want anybody to see where I lived. It bothered me when others told who their daddy was on a card I... Didn't have a daddy. I've actually a couple of places was a little kid I made up a name mm. of a daddy didn't have. And I was hurting, but I went to church with my mother. I got christened. And in this pretty uppity Episcopal church, which I never really understood all that was going on, all the liturgy, I just didn't understand. I'm just a kid, I'm, I'm you know, 10 to 12 years old. But I got to looking at the stained glass windows. And I saw one of them was Jesus. And he was holding a little lamb. And I just stared at it. I thought, that's Jesus. It would be wonderful to hold me. I knew I needed to be held. I needed the Father's love, the shepherd. I looked at another one, and Jesus was knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how I knew. He wanted to come in. Mm-hmm. And he was like he was saying, I want to come in. And the night I accepted him, I saw that thing glass window, and I said, I'm opening the door. Boy did he come in. He'll come in for you. I want y'all to sing that stained glass. You want to introduce it before you sing it? Yeah, I was uh like I said, I was at that church worshiping
2: that day and and I just felt like the Lord poured it out and uh uh, the pastor actually said, I got, had a message on stained glass today, but I didn't get to preach it because the Holy Spirit took over <laughs> and like he sometimes does. And But James, I could not do anything else that afternoon. It was just like, you got to write this song. you got to write this song. Wow! Because there's so many people inside and outside the church that just need to realize you can't clean yourself up without That's the blood right. of Jesus. Right. We are all stained
3: glass. You want to hear them sing yeah, this I is right. the yeah. brother <laughs> singing the stained glass? All right, we want to hear you do it.
1: <laughs> Driving by the church on Sunday, from the outside looking in, there are those in there and those out here dealing with their sin. The rainbow-colored windows. Made me realize at last No matter which side of the wall you're on We're all stainless I don't come here for religion, no That's not what it's about We're all pilgrims on on the the journey journey. Trying to get a life figured out Now some come with broken pieces And for some the die is cast We're all barred God's mosaic But we're all stained glass But you are welcome in my father's house no matter what you've done There's only one God perfect That's God's only son But he'll give you a brighter future yes he will he'll forgive you of your past friends you're not in this long. No. we're all staying God's only son, but he'll give you a brighter future, yes he will, he'll forgive you of your past, friend, you're not in this long, no, we're all stained. No, without the blood of Jesus, Jesus, we're all stained glass.
3: <laughs> just, um, just let me say to you how special you are. broken, stained glass, cleansed. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. He wants that for you. There's three fatherless guys up here met that father that loves you. I don't know about your family. I know about the family of this father. Boy, I tell you, Betty, that father giving me you is the greatest joy of my life. And, Three children, one of them in heaven with the father, and eleven grandchildren. And early next year, we'll have our seventh great grandbaby. And you need to understand that this little couple here, this older couple, whatever, <laughs> we love you. This is family. You just hurt all of the stained glass. I just wish you could understand how much we love you. That's why we're here. We don't betty not not looking for something to do. You got eleven grandkids. And, about to have seven great grandkids, you're not looking for something to do. I just love you. God, I love you. And I want to thank you for helping us love people that are overlooked. Would you tell these two brothers thank you and would you say thank you, God, for being their father? I love you, man. You, if, if they want you guys to come and do something in their church or sing, where would they locate you? How would they ask you? Would y'all come? Do something with it. Absolutely, they can go to aloisentertainment.com. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on the screen so we know how to spell it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a Tennessee title? Well,
2: man? It's actually my partners in Wisconsin, and I'm in Alabama, so it's Alois. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there it is, folks. There it is. And they can find you though, right? They can find it, Alois Entertainment. Well, let me yeah. tell you what we're doing right now. When I say we, I'm talking about all these people out here. We're trying to get God's arms around people. They need to be set free. Yes who've literally been taken in bondage as sex slaves. I want you to watch this, and I'm pleading with you. Set these kids free. Set these girls free, would you? Not an exaggeration, we can. Jesus came, it's for freedom. Christ set us free. Let's let these precious ones that have been in slavery, bondage, together, let's set them free. Watch, you'll want to do it. And I pray I pray, we have the greatest response. I pray people are calling yes. to let God heal the broken glass. And I pray people to call in to get God's arms around all these people we're showing them right here. You watch it. You just do what God tells you to do because he sure does love you and he wants to pour his love through you.
5: The threat most often materializes out of the blue, targeting those who are innocent and unaware. <laughs> It appears friendly at first, but inevitably, its true colors are revealed.
6: With one
5: final maneuver, the trap is sprung and human traffickers have snared yet another victim.
6: Pooja
5: was only 12 years old when this nightmare became her reality, linking her to countless others like her who are approached, drugged, Threatened and abducted before anyone even notices. Fortunately for Pooja, rescue life was ready. Our ministry partners at the border intercepted her captors and pulled her from their grasp before she was sold into slavery.
6: I was I was hospital I was I was
3: God, thank you so Mm -hmm. much. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. That thank you is for you. Somebody just like you, and think of it, Betty, we've got viewers, and this was, we were so concerned years ago when we just showed the first time our viewers this reality. We thought, well, they'll tell us, don't ever show us that again. The opposite was true, show us how we can help. And it's unusual because people stepped up and said, we know you're gonna be rescuing, here's our matching gift. That's love, $320,000 is a lot of money. It could have come from some large gifts of several thousand, could have come from quite a few 1,000. I don't know how it all came together, but these are individuals like you that made a commitment to match what you do because they believe so much in what you just saw to rescue someone like that and we can do it. It's not an exaggeration, it works. Would you please right now ask God what he wants you to do? Whatever you do will be matched. It takes an average of $128 for us to reach, rescue and begin the restoration process. That gift will be matched, which means if you give the 128, not just reach one, but two. And I really, you know, I'm gonna ask you to think big. I don't have any problem asking you to elevate your thinking when it comes to giving and the joy of giving and blessing others. If you give $1,280, we can reach 10. You do that now and we reach 20. Would you please right now, would you go and get your bank card that you use for necessities, for things that you want to do and sometimes just just use it indulgently? Would you get it this time and use it as a, a rescue? Would you reach out right now and love, please? I know you have to quit the card, come back, dial that number, please. That, prayer line becomes a lifeline, dial it, or go online and say, here's the gift I want to make. Father, I pray as many as can will help rescue 10, immediately 20. Everyone that can give, help them to do what you impress them to do in Jesus' name. I know for some of you, it's a sacrifice. Some of you say, James, I couldn't give $128, but 64 will be matched and we rescued another one. Whatever level you can come and give, please do it. We have some gifts to send you to bless you. The Proverbs Journal will bless you. It's wisdom. The beautiful, beautiful towel, I call them like a hanging tapestry that has a testimony you will enjoy. And then in the arms of the shepherd bronze, God wants to hold every broken heart, every little lamb, every precious one. You're helping make that possible. We're going to say thank you, but so many people are going to be saying, Thanks to God for the freedom you give them. Please make that gift now.
0: Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help. With bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be doubled to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking, and the $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount, we'll send you the Faith, Hope, Love tea towel set. These beautifully woven hand towels are a wonderful reminder to remain steadfast in faith, hope, and love each day. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Life-Giving Proverbs Journal. Bound in genuine leather, this journal is filled with wisdom and daily encouragement from Proverbs, featuring lined pages for your personal notes as you reflect on godly instruction to success in life. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
3: Well, folks, as I tell you goodbye today, I'm still kind of weeping, Betty, because I'm seeing all those people who are trying to help us, broken glass. I see how pretty they are Put them together in God's hands. All the people here in the audience mm-hmm. praying for us, all of you watching, praying for us, thank you helping us. Thank you for helping us. We need a lot of help in all we do. That I want all of you to join, give praise to God, and just thank God for these incredible brothers that came and blessed mm-hmm. us, for these incredible songs and series. Thank both of you. Mm-hmm. Morgan, thank you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Michael, thank you. Thank all of you for watching. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for sharing life today. Keep doing it.
0: Next week, Jonathan Cain from the band Journey shares his return to faith and his marriage to Pastor Paula White. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.